Welcome to the UCC Show. Our email address is uccinfo at ingrammicro.com and follow us on Twitter at ingrammicroinc. Welcome to this week's UCC Show. This week, we've got We Present, or more accurately, we've got Heidi Mercer of We Present. Welcome to the show, Heidi. Thanks for getting involved. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, for those of you who are watching this on uh, on audio, which is, I guess, most of you, then um, you're missing out uh, because normally I have 50-year-old uh, men on the call, a bit like me, and this week we've got an improvement on that score. So thanks for getting us involved, Heidi, and thanks for the beautiful smile. I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> we may even make a little bit of video of this one. So, um, Heidi, you've been at We Present, you told me just before we started, about three years. Yeah, we're coming up on three years. And we met for the first time at Infocom last week, and I turned around and said, you should be on our podcast, and somehow you agreed to do it. So thanks for doing it. Now, I'm, I guess some people would class me as an expert or a pundit or an analyst or something or all of those in the UC video conferencing space, but I don't know very much about We Present at all. So... Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and We Present and how those two things happened and, you know, a little bit of history. Sure, absolutely. So a little bit of my background is um, for all the Aggies that are out there. Um, I actually graduated from Texas A&M University and my degree was in telecommunications media studies. So it was um, focusing on the engineering as well as the communication side of the development of technology as time goes on. And um, straight out of college, I went into an, a digital advertising role and from there, um, things happen, you know, you get married, so you move away. And um, with that brought the ability of my volunteer um, background. I volunteered um, extensively for the American Cancer Society all through high school and college. And so I was uh, lucky enough and blessed to get to be a part of that organization as staff. Um, so I actually left everything that uh, I had gone to college for, went into the nonprofit side, and uh, became their um, director of what essentially was their um, education engagement platform. Um, and, and it was a lot of fun and I loved it. And, um, a lot, a lot of travel that that brought in, which doesn't work very well once you have babies. So, um, I, uh, I had little ones. And so I left the American Cancer Society to try to find something that I could get back into the corporate world with using my degree. And lo and behold, about four minutes away from my house, I am lucky enough to go to the office with terrific people at the We Present office, get to um, be a part of my degree and grow with uh, that as education grows and um, get to, yes, obviously see the world, get to go to ISC for Amsterdam and Infocom and, and meet different schools, different um, folks along the way. So now I lead their... Um, uh, the Americas when it comes to the public sector support and strategy. So education, government, and healthcare is really where I focus um, my efforts on with our team here. Okay. And and we present, right? I know the name. Uh, I saw the products last week. It's very impressive. But where did they come from? Um, we, they are um, out of 
out of Taiwan. It's for our, our factories are out of there. We have our offices um, throughout the world in a couple of different locations. Our U.S. office is obviously out of the Dallas Metroplex, and um, we are we are the main vessel to, for deployments and efforts for the uh, Americas, North America, Central and South is out of this office in particular. Okay. Um, so you do stuff with data sharing, but I'm pretty certain there's a bit more to it than that. So what problem is we present solving? We present becomes a solution of conversation when um, people are looking for a way to be able to connect and wirelessly present. And it obviously spurs initially the conversation of cords. So um, different, different, Computers and devices need different cords to be able to plug in, right? So it's really as simple as that. But once you start looking at the uh, larger issues that could potentially be solved with one unit, that's then when um, it becomes a bit more of a snowball effect of other solutions that we can support with. So yes, if you want to be able to mirror up to a display, mirror up to a TV or projector, um, we've got you covered. In addition to that, any type of product, um, any type of device, um, from PCs, Macs, Androids, any iOS, meaning iPad, iPhone, and even Chromebook now, um, can be able to wirelessly present up to the screen. And that now incorporates, depending on what model you're looking at, the ability to have um, whiteboard, blackboard, video, um, um, having having control around the room as the moderator, um, and and even future as as time goes on, we'll we'll be able to see everything that is developed and deployed when it comes to the we present line. So so uh, you know, call me a luddite on this one. Which maybe I am. I'm not an expert in data collaboration, uh, although I've been in the video space since forever. But for example, video conferencing, you typically turn up with a VGA cable. Someone says, plug in your laptop, show us what's at the far end, right? We've done that through a thing called H239 for yeah, 20 years. And then Apple, of course, make those little Apple TVs and you can share your your display from your iPhone or your, or your OS X machine, although I don't think from a PC. So there's sort of lots of different things out there. And then, of course, there's things like barcode, click, connect, Um what's the unique point about how we present does all these things differently to all that lot? Um, we are definitely uniquely associated into, into the environment. So basically in, in our industry, let's, let's talk to Apple TV. When you talk Apple TV, you're really talking a consumer product. Um, so Apple is, is proud to be, um, led and supported for that consumer voice. And so there's, it's, it's one-to-one. So you, you're able to have one device mirrored up into the screen at one given time. And it's through their protocol called AirPlay. Um, and yeah, just so you know, it does work for any Mac MacBook that is a laptop that um, any type of OS X or iOS device will be able to use Apple's AirPlay protocol for that. Um, but then it comes into the conversation, is this a true um, corporate-minded device to be able to be put on our networks? And, and that's really where you talk to your IT administrators and, and your IT teams to make sure that they're happy with um, what is brought onto it and, and nothing against them. They've really designed their, their product to be terrific for that consumer voice. We present brings in the capability of a room that has multiple people who are looking to um, use it and and present in a very secured environment, um, and that's really where we rise to the top. You've got the AES one twenty eight bit encryption, 
HTTPS encryption. We already have up to enterprise level encryption all built into lots of words of encryption and otherwise just to say that you 100% are secure when putting it in a corporate-minded or education government-minded deployment of, of these kind of, of devices. And then on top of that, whereas before it was one-to-one, you now have the ability to have multiple users coming into a room. Um, let's even take the classroom example. You've got rows of desks. They're pulling out their devices. They're going to get ready to present up on the screen and that can be done without going one-to-one one, you can go multiple users up on the screen at any given time, ready to present, um, annotate on top of it, jump with one button to our virtual whiteboard, blackboard, jump right back into your presentation. You can even go up to into um, multiple user display. Our quad screen is a great example of that. So four different devices, wherever they are on the network, can be mirrored up onto the screen with just a click of a button to be able to have um, group work, collaboration work, brainstorming happen. Whereas before you were you were limited to your cord, you would have to post it around. So. so what about if I want to do, obviously I'm not, I always say obviously nothing's obvious, right? But in video conferencing, of course, it's a group of people in one room talking to another group of people in another room. Can I use we present to present the data in one room to the far end? <laughs> yeah, that's actually a great question. Um, and you are only, my answer to that is you are only limited to how your network is designed. So um, specifically with what you are talking about, I like to call it our one to four distribution feature. Um, and again, you're limited only to your network. So if you want to put a we present in rooms down the hall and use our one to four distribution, absolutely you can. Um, and, and, that's actually speaking on our flagship model, the WIPG 2000, as far as in regards to that feature in particular. Um, but you can definitely echo and multiply the image of what you have on one screen to up to four different displays itself. That, but other, other than just having it broadcast down the hallway from you or in, let's say, an overflow room, another time that that is terrific for is in a very large room where you might have what I call echo screens on the side of the wall. So you have a screen in the front, but you also have screens on the side um, to be able to show those that are in the back. Um, another great example, but probably more use case than anything would be our um, collaboration style classrooms where they have pod tables and um, you can share your group work with the other pods that are in the room or even send it up to the faculty's um, the faculty's display itself to be able to show them throughout the whole classroom that same image. Oh, yeah, I see one thing you've got in education is young people. <laughs> That's right. By nature, where I always use those third or you know the second displays because once you get to my age, you can't read any of the text on the screen at the front anyway. You need the display next to you. So it, it, it's interesting. I, I did a I, I did a lot of talking to people at Infocom, and huddle rooms are like beginning to take off like crazy. Uh, Winehouse Research stated that there's one and a half to two million video conferencing rooms globally. Personally, I think that's perhaps a little optimistic. There may be rooms, but I suspect half of them are switched off or covered in dust or both. So if Logitech's right that there's 50 million meeting rooms that need filling with communications technology and the ability to actually get data to other people, there's an awful lot more work to do. Uh, I calculated to go from 2% market share to 4% or 4% penetration it, I'll be 71 at the present rate of, uh, of uh, expansion. So we've got to do something different. 
The other thing that was interesting to me at Infocom was I ran for the IMCCA a panel discussion on uh, on puddle rooms. And one, it was extremely well attended. We had about 170 people in the room, a room that was only designed to hold 130. So it was standard room only. It kind of got a bit crazy. And we had all the good and the great. We had Polycom and Cisco and, and a whole bunch of other players from the video conferencing market. And when I asked the question, who here cares after audio, which I think we all have to take as red is the most important aspects of the communications, after that, what matters most? And I said, who cares most about video and who cares most about data? And I think everyone in, on the panel, including me, was somewhat surprised when perhaps 80% of the room put their hand up for data. Hmm. So it seems to play into your hands really rather nicely. It does. It's, um, we are, I think we are currently engaged in a moment of time with technology of um, we present being almost a necessity as, as change of technology grows, as the meeting room space grows outside of just a standard boardroom or conference room. You are, um, you are not just limited by those at the table. You are now going to limit yourself depending on the type of device they have at the table and, um, trying to ensure that you're incorporating the, absolute most that you can for everybody's time and um, influence and voice really doesn't just stop with that person, but it stops with what they're bringing into the room. And that's really where we present as coming in, into play and the, the growth in the industry with wireless presentation and the needs um, of, the, of the customers when it comes to wireless presentation as well. It's um, definitely a, a, an exciting and engaging time to be part of this industry with where we're at. So, so you're in the you run the education space for we present in the US, correct? I do. Yes. Um, what about huddle rooms? Don't really mean the same thing, do they? In education, so what do you call them? So, I'm thinking about the folks listening to this podcast. They're talking to their clients about this technology. Other than huddle room, which probably has a meaningless turn of phrase for them, <laughs> what's the word that they would use in that space? It really depends on um, what they. It really depends on the design of room and the use case of the room. So in K through twelve, um, they're they're highlighted where they like they like to say is either smart classroom, collaboration room, or flipped classroom. And that really, it's all in the design space itself is all pretty much the same. the The intricacies of what they do outside of their time for that is really where it changes with K through twelve. A good example: flipped classroom is where normally you used to have your homework it later on in the day and you listen to the lecture while you were at school, it's flipped. So you now are in groups to do your homework during the actual time. And then the teachers are now making their own video podcast for their students to listen to while they're at home. So the lecture is now at home. Um, and th that way they get to use actual live time to, to deploy the, their learnings that they heard in the lecture with a teacher and instructor and, and group support in, in the actual schoolroom. Um, outside of K through 12 or even including that, you've got obviously collaboration room, like I said, the active learning classrooms, smart classrooms, um, pod style classroom, huddle classroom, but even more importantly is the now namesakes of scale up and teal. Um, so scale up rooms, teal classrooms, they again go back to the design is pretty much the same when it comes to furniture and use. Um, and it's just the redesign of actually how the facilitator or the faculty are now um, giving 
their communication and their conversation in the rooms have completely changed. And, and I definitely think that the number one reason behind that is the um, large voice that BYOD has taken on. So bring your own device. It's, um, it's before you used to be able to say, do not bring out your cell phones, just listen to what I have to say and so on. But, uh, different devices have now become such a necessity in standard day-to-day use case outside of personal use, but true in, in corporate environment, education environment, you, you use it for everything now down to your calculator. And, um, so they don't want to be limited to that, which is why the reconstruction of, of rooms, of meeting spaces, and of classrooms are definitely taking a hold with that BYOD um, jump. Now, we're both in Texas, and one of the things that my boys somehow tricked me into buying them super high-end MacBook Airs, and then I discovered that they're using Google Docs on it all the time, which is fine, but I use Google Docs to write my own articles because it's so good at doing hyperlink markups and then you just cut and paste it into blogs anyway but i then found out after i spent all this money on these lovely laptops for the boys that actually almost everybody else is running chrome os machines which i've also given my own father-in-law and it's the best computer in the world because i can run it for him from remote locations so chrome os seems to be a really important aspect now as well are you doing something with that it's definitely taking on in the U.S. market more than anything else that I have seen any other markets. Um, within the United States, they are. I'm, I'm seeing a movement of either becoming a Apple campus or a Chrome campus. Um, so it's it's one or the other. I am definitely seeing. And obviously, right in the middle is a BYOD campus where they decide to make their own policies, structure around, bring in whatever you're comfortable with using. Um, um, so those absolutely, and with our new launch of our app that we have to support Chromebook capability, it's just echoing our support for our customers of saying they've they've been requesting it, and so absolutely our engineers went in and, and started um, working with with what Chromebook gives you the ability to do, and so with that obviously came our launch um, in Q1 with our Chromebook app that they're able to get out of their app store. Okay, so so I'm, let's pretend I've not actually done this because I haven't. So you give me a WePresent device in a box. It, I unpack it. I'm thinking about what the reseller would actually show a client, right? So there's a thing that sits on a desk and a cable that goes and I have a USB. You better explain actually what's the nuts and bolts of this thing look like. Yeah. So it is a hardware piece. And usually um, those in in the network side want to be able to have a hardware piece because it is something that they can truly control. You don't want something that is software-based where you have to keep up on a computer that it lives on with its graphics driver and antivirus and so on and so forth. It, it causes a lot of time being down on the IT side. So having a hardware piece that you can manage much easier. So that hardware piece um, has both VGA as well as HDMI. We know that as, um, as, as funding is provided to update the conference rooms, the classrooms, the um, courtrooms, collaboration rooms, whatever you're looking at, it's going to be in phases. So we know that there are legacy projectors and televisions using the VGA. So we support that as well as HDMI. Um, so you just plug that in. You would also plug in your Ethernet cord. That way now, in essence, your display is living on your network now and anybody can connect to it. Um, so that that truly is 
that basically all you would need. It does support touch screens if you do need that. Um, and it also su- supports the ability to have any HID device and HID meaning, yes, you can control the touch of the device that you see up on the screen if you're on a touch screen, but let's say you wanted to also control the cursor of somebody that's sitting in the back of the room, mirroring their laptop up on the screen. You don't want to have to go back to the back of the room to control their cursor. You want to be able to be um, untethered in the presentation, right? So grab a mouse. I've, I've got a mouse and I use it for all of my meetings and now I can control any devices being mirrored up onto the screen. I can use their cursor to control what, what they see. Yeah, Heidi, by the way, for those listening, Heidi was just showing me a mouse, which is <laughs> very useful on audio. Right? It's so useful. But with you and I, we're able to talk about it and this is where I get to give a plug for Bluetooth mouse and I can control whatever I see. So, so, I, I, so to confirm, on my, P, on my Chromebook or my PC or my Apple device or my uh, OS X device or Android device, I have, what, an app that I run on there? Mm-hmm. So now, so now that you've gotten to do the hardware side of things, I like to call that the the behind the scenes. So everything that you have to connect to be able to make the standard person walking into the room be able to mirror, they'll walk in with whatever device it is. They'll pull it out of their backpack, out of their um, out of, out of their hands, launch it. You'll launch our software if it is a laptop desktop. You'll download our app otherwise if it is some type of tablet or phone. So any smart device, you would just go to the app store and download mirror up and that will give you the ability to mirror up onto the screen um and otherwise if you're a laptop or a desktop you would just download our software and of course if you have the admin restrictions we do have an executable version so that you can use that as a guest for example to mirror up onto the screen as well okay so you i noticed when we were on on your booth you had a bunch of different versions without i I know everyone can go of course go to we present website look at all the detail but just give me a sense. Where do we start? Where do we finish scale-wise, cost-wise? And how hard is this stuff? Is this sort of stuff that resellers would put in for clients or is it something you kind of post to a client and they work it out for themselves? I see it both ways. Absolutely. I see um, that a lot of this is cutting edge, but it's also need case. So you may not know that this is something that's out there that can solve all of your issues of having so many different cords or solve all of your issues of needing multiple people to present at the same time, right? So once you hear about the ability to wirelessly present, you want it. Um, but there's also people that are just engaged in trying to find it out and trying to use it as, as quick as possible. So um, with with we present, it starts with an MSRP of our base model, not our accessories. We're just talking our, our actual models that that will create this environment for you. Our education model, which is our WIPG 1600, MSRP of that is $699. And then our flagship model, WIPG 2000, is um, MSRP of $999. So it's definitely budget-friendly. It's education-friendly. It's large deployment-friendly. And it's really the decision behind it is the features built in either one of which which unit would be the better option for you to deploy in each room. Okay, that's fair enough. And you do what? I mean, I can't imagine what the accessories be. So what what extras do you get? So we've got some accessories. We've got um, two that we currently have, and I'll actually mention something that is uh, coming down the pipeline as well. So we've got the AirPad, WIPG AirPad, and that gives you the ability if you want to have – you could use a mouse to annotate on the screen with our WIPG 2000 that has – 
uh, whiteboard, blackboard, and annotation built into it. But let's be honest. If I tried to make a smiley face with a mouse, it's not going to be the prettiest. Right? It's like writing with a potato. There well. you go. So if you want the feeling of a pen in your hand, we have the AirPad. It comes with a stylus, and it gives you the men- menu features um, at the top of the AirPad so that not only can you annotate, use whiteboard, blackboard, change different colors, change different widths, but you can also click over to cursor mode, and then that pen also becomes your cursor. Instead of using your mouse, you can use that AirPad with its stylus as one option. So that works terrific with the WIPG. 2000. Now, our other accessory item is the WIPG SharePod. With our SharePod, it gives you, it, it truly opens up the meeting environment and the classroom environment to more than just devices. You're no longer limited to your smart devices and your laptops and desktops. You now have the ability to bring in other room solutions that you might have or even make it easier for your guest presenters that are coming in. So your microscopes, your um, your document cameras, as long as you can make a converter cable for HDMI or it is already HDMI, you connect it to it. And now that is one of the users that are in queue ready to present when, with a click of a button. It truly is just one click of a button and you're up and running. There's no driver to download, not, no software to launch, no network to need to be connected to because that SharePod truly pairs to that we present unit that is on the display for you to be able to be up and mirrored at um, at, at a moment's notice. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, one of the things that I, I'm generally not very afraid of being on stage, it's kind of the sort of thing I do, but most people are more afraid of public humiliation than they are of death. As, as Jerry Seinfeld said, he said, if that's true, then most people would rather give the, the uh, rather be in the box than give the eulogy at a funeral. And so all this idea of, oh, well, you can set this up and you can do this. I mean, even I, I gave a talk at Infocom this year as part of Future Trends. And there was about 350 people up there. And one minute before I went up, they said, oh, yeah, the courtesy monitor's is not actually going to work. Is that all right? And I said, no, it's not all right. Call the whole day off. And plainly, they didn't call the whole day off. And I have to do the entire presentation for an hour without seeing a single one of my slides. And even I could hear my own pulse where most people would truly just fall to pieces at that point. And so what they would rather do is not touch any of this technology. It seems to me by it not being a PC and you simply plugging in the cable and it works, the confidence level is going to be higher. People are likely to try it. People are actually going to, if they try it, they use it, they like it, they'll do it again. Where certainly in video conferencing, it's been so complicated for so long that most people touch that remote control like it's got the plague. I mean, I just hate it. So I think you're onto something very special there with this ability just to plug a thing in and it works. You fear the unknown, right? And that truly is where the where the whole conversation of this comes into play. You don't quite know how to um, readjust a projector to make sure that your presentation is not grainy. You do not know how to use somebody else's laptop or desktop. You want to be able to use what you're familiar with already. And if that is your smartphone, you don't want to be limited to something else. So that really does open up the door to to truly just one press of the button with that share pod or one, um, one launch of the app on your smartphone and you are mirrored up onto the screen. You don't want to limit yourself to, to a lot of question marks. You, you don't want to be up at the, at the top of the stage with all these eyes peering at you and you cannot figure out how to change to the next slide. 
Sure. Most people would just rather climb in the box and be done at that point. I'm sure we've always had some the, some type of experience with that. We just don't want it to be a repeated adventure. <laughs> yes, indeed. So um, you said before we started that you weren't certain if there were some things you wanted else to tell us, some other things you wanted to tell us, you said, trying to speak in English. So uh, I've almost mastered it. So um, anything else you want to tell us? So at Infocom, if you were able to come and visit us at our booth, you were able to hear the latest of where we present is going and what our roadmap looks like. And if you were able to speak to one of our team members, you got to hear that we are now launching a Bluetooth connection to make it even easier and a quicker connection to your present unit that you have in the room. And that's with PresentSense. With PresentSense, it automatically notices your Bluetooth connection and will say by proximity, you want to connect to this we present. And so you're able to be launched up even faster in queue, faster on the screen than in past, but even still with what you needed to be able to be connected and be launched with that software. That's really where we won our awards was ease of use. So we are making it even easier now with our new Bluetooth product. Um, in addition to that, we've got our management suite. So as more and more customers are, are trying to install, we present it, begs its need for a management suite to manage all of these different WePresent units that you have deployed on your network. We've always had an SNMP manager that managed, managed multiple devices. But even now, we give you more control case to know um, the use case scenario, to be able to update the firmware quickly if that is needed, to be able to give certain levels of individuals control over those devices. So if you're in one department, if you're the lead for one department, you'll be able to see all of those we present units. And in... If you're controlled over all of the departments, you're able to see all of them. So all these kind of management suite needs of control, viability, um, and, and use case are all built into this along with just the standard everyday um, changes and support that was needed on our SNMP manager. So I'm really excited about launching that in the fall. So if you got to stop by, we're excited and we're glad that you're hearing even more about it. Okay. So sounds to me, you've been at We Present, you said earlier, three years. Mm -hmm. uh, sounds to me like it's a pretty interesting time to be part of this market. It is. We're, we're very excited. I'm very blessed to be able to, to share the strategy room with the team that we have and, and getting to see where our growth is going to be. It's, um, it's definitely an exciting time and an adventure to be part of our team. Well, that's great. Uh, Heidi Mercer, thank you very much for getting involved in the, in the presentation or in the conversation, really. If anyone has any feedback, thoughts, uh, I'll make certain that we put uh, Heidi's details on the uh, webcast. And of course, my, my details are the same as they always are. So thanks for listening. And until next time, this is the end of the UCC show. So Heidi and I continued to talk after the official end of our recording. And actually, we talked about competitive stuff and the way the market's evolving in ways that I thought our audience might enjoy. So Heidi, I have to ask you, right? There are other players out there. You, know, you can name them if you want to. Do you think that this is a one company wins all, or do you think that there's space for others as well? I think that the arena in wireless presentation is is game for everybody to be involved in. With the change and growth in technology and the different needs that different even individual 
users need. Um, there's solutions out there that will support everyone. A great example of that is the click share with Barco. So that I, I, I feel it's the, it's a dongle. You plug it into your device, you launch the driver once, and then you press the button and you're up and mirrored. That will work terrifically in a boardroom style setting. It's a, it's a great use case for it. Um, we present works terrific in a large deployment where there's multiple people coming into the room, um, maybe a training center, maybe a classroom, and you're able to not have to connect anything. You're able to just launch your app, be up and mirrored that way. So as far as the competitive fields, um, it really boils down to what feature is most important to that customer and what um, use case for that environment's actual room, not even just one company, because every company has multiple rooms that they have meetings in that are designed differently. Um, so it, it really boils down to the use case of that actual room with what solution would be best for that environment, of which this is where I think that we present leading the efforts of listening to their customers and, and developing and growing their technology to support exactly what they're, what they're hopeful and definitely customers will see and need and want. It's interesting. You talked about, I mean, I've looked for a presentation solution for myself, right? I often travel, do keynote speaking, and I will often, because it's easier to travel with it, turn up at a client's site with an iPhone and something like an Apple TV and a small router and build my own network and mirror the, and you know what? It's cool and it kind of works, but one, it's a bit of a high wire act. I mean, it's a little bit scary to do that. And I often panic that maybe I should have just turned up with a USB key on my laptop and done PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. But actually, a we present makes sense to me as a way of doing that. But the reality is the Barco and other technologies like it, they're $2,000 or more. I mean, it's, I, as, a, as a single keynote presenter, I'm not going to spend that kind of money. Hmm. Yeah, true. It's understandable. And uh, in, and in most environments, it, it would not be the one, the route that you would want to go either. Um, the way that we present was designed again, was to live on your network. So the standard user does not need to change Wi-Fi signals, does not need to readjust their own personal device to be able to mirror up onto the screen. That was the true design of it. So it lives on the network. In the case of you going and creating your own presentation, being a keynote speaker, whatever it might be, um, you can also so make we present its own network. So it has a Wi-Fi card built into it that is dual band. Even you have the choice between 2.4 or 5 gig, and um, and you can launch it directly from that we present. Connect your device to it and be up and running that way. So it's it's a terrific solution for when you're traveling. I mean that's exactly how I just described and how you're looking for is actually how I make my presentations when I'm out on the road as well. I use we present. And I use the, its Wi-Fi card, I connect to it, and I'm mirrored that way. Now, standard use case, you don't need to change Wi-Fi signals. You don't need to connect to a Wi-Fi signal to make it happen. But in that case, absolutely, it will work. Hmm. It's interesting. I did hope the audience would find that useful. So uh, please, we tack that on the end. Our email address is uccinfo at ingrammicro.com. And follow us on Twitter at Ingram Micro Inc.